Good evening. It is good to be together this evening. If you're a guest, again, we welcome you. If you'd like to be turning your Bible to Isaiah in just a few moments, uh, we'll look at a passage or two out of Isaiah, uh, the 56th chapter. And uh, before we begin, though, I I want to give you some good news. Uh, One of Brandon Adcock's friends, uh, when you get to know Brandon, you get to know the Lord better. Uh, We see that pattern and what a wonderful example he is for us. And uh, Wednesday night late, uh, Matt... Kirk was baptized into Christ, and we rejoice uh, with him, and we're thankful for Brandon and the great uh, servant of God that he is using uh, the abilities and opportunities that God gives him. And that's what we all want to do. Not all of us are going to be given the gift to teach, but we've all been given a gift, 1 Peter 4 and 10, and we want to find our place to use it in God's body. And if as leaders, uh, our elders and our deacons do not give that opportunity, uh, they would have failed us. And so that's why there's an emphasis uh, to have an involvement Sunday to make it easily available for you to ask questions about how can I get involved in certain ministries and let it be known what ministries you want to be involved in. And so uh, at 730 Sunday morning, uh, you'll be given the opportunity uh, to have tables and booths manned at 730 Sunday morning. And if you want to come in uh, a little bit earlier to early service, Uh, They'll be there and they would be glad to answer those questions for you. And then also in Bible class, each Bible class will have some announcements about that and uh, the availability for you to ask more questions. And, um, And then before and after services and Bible classes, there will be individuals around the booths, but especially longer blocks of time will be 730 and 530. Uh, Those are the times for sure. And then after other services, there'll be others too. But we want to encourage everybody to not only be involved in this, Uh, But I would hope that we'd all be praying about this. You know, there's a sobering question that we need to ask ourselves. Can a person go to heaven and not be a servant in the Lord's kingdom? And I really don't know how you could stretch anything to the answer of that being yes. And that's why we need to be concerned about whether or not our brothers and sisters in Christ are involved. Uh, It's not about a program. It's about service in the Lord's kingdom. And, and so this will be a wonderful opportunity uh, for all of us to find the place where God has given us to serve. And also, uh, before we get into the lesson tonight, though, there's, there's one more announcement that, that we want to give to you. Good evening, Mount Juliet. I know it's only been a week, but I missed you and wanted to be back with you tonight. A lot of people are cheering their team on in the Super Bowl tonight. I got to tell you, I'm here because I'm cheering my team on. It's God's team at Mount Juliet. Last week, I told you about a need that we had in the mission here to finish funding our outreach facility. It was $4,150. And I shared the story of John 6 of Jesus feeding the 5,000 with a boy's lunch and asked you to take Benjamin's gift of 50 cents and turn it into that $4,150. I feel like you ought to know what happened that night and what's happened during this last week and hear the results of, of that plea. So far, we have received in donations and promises 
$512.50. If you're like me, you want to clap. Save that for the Super Bowl. I just want to say that I'm proud of you. Praise God. Thank you very much. All of that, for all of you who sacrificed and gave to that, I want you to know all of it will be used toward the facility and evangelism here in the city of Belaine. I can't wait to see you again. How exciting it is to be a part of the Lord's work. There's no greater work to be a part of, and it will never come back vain. And uh, we're thankful for Amy and for Nick and for Jonah and the great work that they're doing there. And just great to be a part of a congregation that supports uh, God's work wherever it's being done. I'd like for you to just take and hold on to some of the thoughts of what we've studied from God's Word uh, this morning. And without any kind of lengthy introduction, I'd like to show you where God uses the word gather together or gathering in Isaiah 56, and then we'll look at another passage out of 60. And I want you to notice, and, and keep in mind this morning, how God has always wanted His people. And, and that's, that's what the church is. It's God's gathering. It's God's people. It's God's house. It's God's family. It's God's special people, as it's called. And remember, we talked about what it, what it is to be out in the world, and, and we have this opportunity to leave. But you know, under the Old Covenant, there was a question among the Jews and among the descendants of Abraham, well, what about the Gentiles? Are they second rate? Do they have no place? And he made it very clear that under Christ's covenant, that, that it's going to be made available to all nations. I'd like to show you a, a couple of times here. Let's look in Isaiah 56 and let's read verse 7 and 8. And you'll see that there are lines in here that are prophetic of the coming of Jesus Christ that's going to bring the new covenant, that's going to bring the church. And I'm not saying every line that we're about to read is prophetic of that, but parts of it is. And, and so let's look, 56 chapter 7 and 8. Even them I will bring to my holy mountain. And see, that's, that's talking about Jerusalem there. And remember, that's where the church, Acts 2, began was in Jerusalem. And make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted at my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for whom? All nations. The Lord God, now notice this word here, who gathers the outcast of Israel says, Yet I will gather to him others beside those who are gathered to him. See how three times we see that word gather. He's going to gather the outcasts, but then also of Israel, but he's also going to gather Gentiles and he's going to bring. In other words, this is for all nations to see the same thing. We're close. Just flip over to the 60th chapter. Look at the 60th chapter in verse three and four. And we see more prophecy about the Gentiles and notice the word gather in verse four, verse three, the Gentiles shall come to your light and the Kings to the brightness of your rising, lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your son shall come from afar and your daughters shall be nursed at your side. Why do we read this? This week in preparing for this lesson, uh, I learned, I always, I learn every time I prepare for lessons because when you know as little as I know, when you learn something, it's probably something new. And, and if you would be turning to Hebrews 10, I learned something that I never heard before. You know, the, the Old Testament written in Hebrew, of course, was translated over into Greek. And some, some, one of the translations is Septuagint, and, and there are others. But what's interesting, if you were to take the Old Testament 
and write it in Greek, what would that Greek word be for gather? In Hebrews 10 and 25, that Greek word for gather is also in Hebrews 10 and 25. Let's, let's read this passage together. You know this passage well. We'll start with verse 24. Think about the context, but also be thinking about the word for gather. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the, here's our word, forgather, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. You see, God calls his people a gathering even when they're not gathering. Does that make sense from this morning's lesson? God calls us a gathering even when we're not assembling. But there are times, like Hebrews 10 and 25, when His people do gather and they do assemble. And you know, I couldn't help but when I studied this to think of, in a sense, and I'm not making light of it, But in a sense, when we come together, it ought to be more like a family reunion. We're stepping out of the world and we're all brought here because of the common family that that we have. We, just, I'm not saying literally right now because it might embarrass you. But if I said, just look around you, all around you, it's your family. That's what's brought us together tonight. It's not because we're all of the same economic level. It's not because we have exactly the same political thinking. It's not because we have the same intellect or the same education. It's not because we all came from the same kind of backgrounds. It's not because we all like to dress the same. It's not because we all like the same music. You realize what I'm doing. We could go on and on and on. What is it that brings us together? We've all been gathered by God. We are God's gathering. The strays of the household of Israel, the Gentiles, even the faithful of Israel. God says, I want to bring you all together. I want you to have an assembly. Now we notice from this morning's lesson that gathering is God's family. I don't have a slide for this passage, but you'll probably know it perhaps from your memory. You remember when Jesus was 12 years old? And you remember he stayed back in the temple and it worried his mother and father so much they hunted for him. And remember when the mother comes up and says, we were anxiously searching for you. And it was kind of one of those statements of why did you do this to us? And you remember his answer was as if she shouldn't have been surprised because she said, don't you know... I must be about my father's business. Now, other times when the word business is used in the scriptures, it's translated from a Greek word that is more like we use the word business every day today. That word business there isn't used the way we use it today. And when I explain to you, it'll make sense culturally. That word could have also accurately been translated Don't you know, I must be about my father's household. You see, in that day and time, you passed down 
whatever the occupation was from generation to generation. And do you see, you remember Joseph was standing there. What was Joseph's occupation? A carpenter. If you would have asked any of of the people that lived around Jesus and Joseph, and you you would have said, hey, I wonder what Joseph's going to do for a living. Everyone would say, well, you know what he's going to do. He's going to do what his household does. His household, they're carpenters. They're going to be carpenters. And you see what Jesus is saying? He's looking at Mary and Joseph and he says, I'm not going to be about your household. I'm going to be about his household. God's family has a work, a business, if you will. Our gatherings here It reminds us every time we come together of our identity. Brethren, we're family. And we're part of the best family that has ever been. It brings solidarity. Because of what God has done adopting us, there should be no greater unity than the unity that we should experience. But with that also comes responsibility. God's household has a business. Don't you know? I must be about my father's business. Will you be praying this week about your place in the father's business? Will you be praying that we as a congregation will really be able to open people's hearts and open opportunities that every member of God's family finds their place in the responsibility that God gives them. How beautiful, how beautiful that would be. According to America, there's a pretty important gathering taking place today. It's described as super. We have something That is super. That God gives us the opportunity to be a part of, invest our life in. And coming together at times like this, it's just very special. One reason why it's special is it gives us opportunities like at second service this morning to be able to pray for each other. What a blessing that is. We're about to sing a song of encouragement. If you want to be baptized into Christ or if you want to be restored or If you need prayers, there's some way that we can encourage you or help you in any way. That's what families do. And that's what we want to do tonight. And if we can help you, come as we stand, as we sing.